You're on Alab Radio, where we stoke our fires for health, smother the flames of misinformation, and kindle our passion for service. To live as a woman in the 21st century may appear to be a huge blessing, and to some degree, it actually is. We have the right to vote, to be educated, to receive fair pay, something that we owe to the women and women's rights advocates who came before us. Unfortunately, though, we still live in a society where the patriarchal culture is so deeply ingrained that gender oppression, whether done explicitly or subtly, still exists. Hello again, I am Shane Perez, nagbabalik muli as your host for another episode of Alab Radio's Women's Month Special, Femi Unity. And today, we will be tackling the ever-persistent issue of gender inequality, not only against women, but also against members of the LGBTQ plus community. So joining us today with the theme of Everyone Should Be a Feminist is Sir Percy Sedanya. Hello po. Hello, magandang araw sa ating lahat. Happy, happy Women's Month sa ating lahat. Happy Women's Month po. Um, will you tell us very briefly po about yourself muna as an intro? Okay. I am Percy Sendanya. Um, I'm the first nominee now of Bakbayan Party List. I started out as a youth leader sa UP, former student council chairperson so many years ago. Perhaps you were not born then yet. I'm not sure. Uh, I will not say, say the year na lang. Um, so I was the second president of Babaylan. Um, the first, sabi nila, the first openly gay chairperson of the UP Student Council. Um, I work in government as part of the National Youth Commission. I was the former convener of the Interagency Group on Adolescent Sexual Reproductive Health. So we work for the passage of the RPRH law among many other pieces of legislation. And now, Akbayan has chosen me to be the first nominee for Congress in the coming 2022 elections. First of all, with that, po, I want to ask for all our viewers who didn't know or weren't aware, as kind of um, an additional po to your introduction, uh, can you share with us po what you've done throughout your career to fight for gender equality and against the patriarchy? Yeah, I'm pang ano pang final Q&A yung tanong sa atin. So siguro um ikwento ko na lang yung personal journey ko as a uh, gender rights advocate no. Um I began my advocacy sa LGBTQIA advocacy nung panahon na hindi pa evolve yung discourse. In fact, many of us were borrowing from and learning from the feminist movement when it comes to advocacy for for equality particularly on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity and gender expression. And up to now yung LGBTQIA movement, the movement for diversity and equality is inspired by the feminist movement, not just in the Philippines, but in various parts of the world. So ano yung mga kinarear natin? Um, siguro, yung starting point ko talaga ay sa UP when I became a member of Babaylan and then eventually that advocacy uh, within the organization to educate ourselves within the community on issues surrounding stigma and discrimination and later on building this, uh, forging this alliance with our feminist sisters. Uh, Babaylan, along with a number of sororities, some of them, Sigma Alpha Nu, Sigma Delta, we formed the UP Diliman Gender Sensitivity Center, which is the precursor to the Gender Sensitivity Desk of the USC. Uh, so nung panahon na yun, ito yung sinumalang pagsalubungin, yung diskurso ng LGBT. During that time, LG pa lang eh. Wala pa masyadong discourse on BNT and Q, no? So pinagsalubong yung diskurso na yun uh, with our feminist 
sisters from the sororities at sinubukan bumuo ng isang mujud which became some sort of a launchpad for many uh, programs when it comes to gender equality in the campus. Um, because of that initiative, when I was elected to the student council as USC counselor, that was when the gender sensitivity desk in the university student council was formally uh, organized and recognized as a committee of the USC. So ito rin yung simula natin maglobby na dapat ay naka-integrate sa maraming subjects sa campus and learning modules ang usapin ng gender sensitivity. Um, nung panahon na yan, dyan din na-legislate yung um, anti-sexual harassment law. So malaki naging papel natin sa pag-disseminate ng information when it comes to sexual harassment. So imagine niyo ganun katandaan lola niyo inabutan ko yung panahon na na-legislate ng sexual harassment law. And also in my lifetime, na-expand siya to include public spaces with the passage of the Bawas Bastos um, uh, law. Uh, so yun yung simula, nagtrabaho sa student council, nagtrabaho sa babaylan, and then eventually nag-build na alliances uh, outside of the university, joined the broader LGBT rights movement, naging bahagi ng many social movements like Bayan. Tapos later in life, I was very fortunate to be part of the very important journey for a landmark um, women's rights bill, which became a law after 18 years and two years in the Supreme Court, which was the reproductive health law. So... Tingin ko, kaya ang dami kong lessons talaga na natutunan from the women's movement. Kasi yun nga, nagsimula yung advocacy ko for LGBTQIA rights in partnership with our uh, feminist sisters. And at the same time, yung isa sa pinaka-landmark legislation nila, itong RPRH law, which is actually a very direct blow to the patriarchy. Um, naging bahagi tayo ng journey na yun. Um, one of my favorite moments in my first advocacy sa buhay ko ay yung panahon na nandun kami sa Baguio, Kasi if you remember, 18 years languishing in Congress and Senate on Reproductive Health Bill. Finally, when it was passed after 18 years, dapat batas na siya. May mga pumunta pa sa Supreme Court, yung mga agents ng the patriarchy para i-question yung constitutionality niya. So, alam mo yun, yung parang wala pa na recognition ng agency ng kababaihan sa kanilang mga katawan at yung agency ng mga kabataan sa ating katawan. So, nandun kami sa Supreme Court, sa bagyo na yung session nila, and we were eagerly waiting for the decision. So lumabas na yung spokesperson. Ang katabi ko noon, si G. Tonji, a staunch uh, RH advocate, si Riso Antiveros, the Princess Nemenzo, one of our uh, leading figures in the feminist movement in the Philippines. Um, at hinihintay namin yung decision. Uh, may isang magandang photo that captured it. Eh, para kami lahat maiiyak na hindi mo maintindihan. And then finally, when the decision was read, we, see, we, we, we felt a sigh of relief. Kasi pagkatapos ng dalawang taon, naging batas na yung RH law. And I think um, concretely, isa yun doon sa major achievements ng, ng women's movement in the Philippines in solidarity with the other sectors in the community. That's why now we really appreciate the solidarity that the women's movement is expressing when it comes to our advocacy for the Social Equality Bill. But again, this advocacy is inspired by the lessons of the Philippine women's movement. Um, may so ako isi-chika, baka medyo off-topic, pero sabihin ko na din, just to, ano, just to tie together itong history na to, kasi talaga ano eh, magkakambal yung kasaysayan ng kilusang kababayan sa Pilipinas at ang kilusan ng mga LGBT. Kasi kung matatandaan, ang totoong first Pride March happened on March 8 in 1992. Bakit ko sinasabi na yun ang totoong unang Pride March sa Pilipinas? Kasi that was when a group of lesbian uh, 
um, activists. Ang tawag nila sa kanila, sila isang collective of lesbians who are feminists also, March in the Women's March of 1992 as a lesbian contingent. So imagine the courage and strength of our of our foremothers in the movement na sila yung nagmarcha na una out lesbians bahagi ng women's movement nagmarcha as a lesbian contingent dun sa women's march na yon. So kaya nga sabi kong ganun, kung merong turning point sa ating kasaysayan, ito yung kasaysayan na ito. It was a women's march that became the launching pad eventually of the pride movement in the country. For students po, especially in public health, super meaningful po nung whole history na yun. Especially po yung pagpasa ng RPRH law given its many implications on reproductive health and health as a whole. And given all these super remarkable achievements in your career po, grabe talaga na mind-blown ako habang pinapakinggan po kayo. Ayun. Um, since people have uh, very different ways po of identifying and expressing themselves, I believe that we have also um, varying experience, experiences with the way that society has treated us based merely on our gender identity or our gender expression. So um, I want to ask, po, throughout your very colorful career, um, how much did biased or prejudiced treatment uh, do you think impact you because of the existing gender norms and expectations, especially before? Po? Um, since nasabi niyo nga po kanina na yung discourse on it was very minimal po. Ayan. Actually, may malaking impact on my individual development. Itong um, structures that were um, imposed on us by patriarchy. By this very patriarchal, very heteronormative uh, society where we live in. Tingin ko parang I could have evolved into a better human being. I could have done more wala itong mga um, stressors na ito brought about by stigma and discrimination. Uh, Siyempre, growing up as a gay kid in the Philippines, especially in the province, ramdam mo na yan, especially for me na medyo mas effeminate yung aking gender expression than other kids. Of course, you experience bullying. Hindi lamang sa skwela at sa community, even within your family, di ba? It also happens, whether advertently or inadvertently yung ganong klase noong pag-express ng disapproval sa kung sino at ano ka. Um, kaya kaya sinasabi ko na siguro I could have been uh, better, I could have contributed more kung wala itong baggages of stigma and discrimination. Pero at the same time, I feel that this stressors of stigma and discrimination also drove me to this point where I am an activist and an advocate. No? So bahagi yun ng aking journey. Pero siyempre, yung pangarap natin na isang journey para sa maraming batang, sa maraming kabataan na uh, diverse ang kanilang soldiers. Tawag sana pagdaanan, yun na pagdaanan natin. Kasi yun na pagdaanan ng generation namin, I'm sure mas worse pa yung pagdaanan ng generation before them. Itong panahon ng pandemia, because uh, di ba young people have to stay home with their families, uh, sobrang problematic for young LGBTQIAs kapag ikaw ay nasa isang pamilya na hindi accepting of your gender identity, your sexual orientation, or your gender expression. Imagine the toll on the mental health and the well-being of young people kapag ganun yung sitwasyon. So pinagdaanan ko din yan. Um, may isang anecdote na, na kinukwento ko about me and my family, how we came to terms with it. Ay, nung panahon na nanalo ako student council chairperson ng Diliman, lumabas sa Jaryo, nasa Inquirer, kasi sabi ka na, parang, parang UP elected its first gay 
openly gay student council president. So, eh, nagkataon ang jaryo sa amin sa probinsya inquirer. So, ano, uh, siguro mga anim na buwan ako hindi umuwi ng probinsya out of fear kasi hindi pa ako out nun sa family ko. Um, so, imagine nyo yung struggle mo for six months na medyo pinag- pinagkakasya mo kung ano pa yung pera na meron ka. Buti na lang mura ang dorm nun sa Diliman. So, kayang itawid. Pero, yung, yung ganun, ah, uh, Of course, may mahabang process din acceptance sa family pero hindi siya instantaneous. And later on when my mom and I we were talking about that particular point in my life. Sabi niya ganoon, anak you have to understand no na we grew up not discussing these things. Wala kaming alam diyan, hindi namin alam yan. Hindi pinag-usapan kaya hindi namin siya agad maiintindihan. So um that was an experience na um ang panalangin ng maraming advocates ay eh, na sana maranasan ng susunod na henerasyon. Sana yung susunod na henerasyon ng mga magulang, mas marami na silang alam. Yung susunod na henerasyon ng mga duty bearers, mas marami na silang alam. At mas may malalim na appreciation for equality and diversity. Um, we've all been, ano po, we've all been victims of the patriarchal society passed on from one generation to another. And right now po, uh, we still we grew and are still growing up in a society that continuously perpetuates misogyny and ayun, patriarchy. Um, do you think po, na, as compared to before, uh, do you think that the society that we live in now has progressed? Or are we still behind po in the movement towards equality for all genders? Alam mo, um, just recently someone said that the Philippines is a one of the most gay-friendly places now in Asia. So I challenge that particular assumption because that's not true. Um, and also, I would not um, hazard a guess as to the level of progress. Kasi Piliko, there were, there were um, small steps taken towards the direction of equality and diversity. But we have a long way to go. For example, now, people would say, na, parang okay naman na kayo kasi ano na eh, uh, Every day, merong bakla sa TV. May every day, makikita sila sa mainstream media. May pa-BL na kayo. May pa-girls uh, love, girls love pa kayo, GL. Siguro okay na kayo. Pero until the pandemic happened. You know, until the pandemic happened that we documented quite a, worryingly, a worrisome number of, of cases of discrimination, stigma, and aggression experienced by young LGBTs who stay with their parents at home. Diba? So sa 24-7, dati kasi parang bihira interaction, pumapasok sa eskwela, nagtatrabaho sa lahat, labas. Pero ngayon, dalam kakasama na, ayun, uh, doon na lumabas yung mga aggressions. Tapos kahit sa gitna ng pandemya, nakita natin, uh, may mga transgender women na nag-violate ng curfew, nagginupitan ng buhok, o pinasewa ng malaswa. Uh, pero hindi yun ang pinapakagawa sa mga straight na nag-violate ng curfew. The same way na sa gitna ng pandemya, nakita natin na may ni-round up ng mga Um, um, LGBTQIA or mas queer people in Mindanao at niround up sila, niround up sila para kalbuhin din. Kasi malas daw sila sa community. Kaya doon nangyari ito ay dahil dito. At yung pinakamasama pa nangyari ay um, last year, no, medyo naglubag na, nung allowed na yung group sports, may mga bakla na volleyball pinasabugan ng bomba sa, sa Mindanao. So, as much as I would like to say that we have progressed in this direction, Um, I would say that we're pretty much at the same point where we are in a decade ago. Siguro now there's more representation in media. There's more venues for expression and telling of our stories. Pero the issues of stigma and discrimination, they still persist. 
Um, I remember a few years back when I was still in government, when I was working in the NYC, we have uh, documented and handled a case about a transgender man. So a transgender man assigned male at birth, assigned female at birth, and identifies as a man. So just to be uh, clear about it. So a transgender man, actually a transgender young man, kasi siya nung panahon na yun ay um, grade 10. So unang year sa senior high school. So itago natin siya sa pangalang Casey. Doon nakilala na natin siya publicly kasi nag-appear na siya sa isang Senate hearing. Yung kwento niya ay isa siyang transgender man all his life. Nag-uniform siya na pang babae just to conform with what society imposes to be the proper gender expressions for individuals based on their sex assigned at birth. So, nung siya ay nag, ano na, nag senior high, sabi niya sa nanay niya, Nay, ipagpatahin mo na ako ng uniform na pang boys kasi all my life naman, sinusunod ko ngayon, baka pa din naman, ako ngayon yung masunod. So, si Casey, nagpantalon siya ng first day of school at sinabihan siya ng teacher niya na, Casey, I will mark you as absent because you're not wearing your proper uniform. So, nagpaliwanag si Casey hanggang pinatawag siya sa principal's office. At pagdating sa principal's office, sabi ng principal, uh, Casey, ba't ka nakapatalon? Sabi ni Casey, kasi po, naka, um, kasi po transgender man ako. And then, nung sinabi ng principal yun, anong nadinig ng principal yun? Sabi ng principal, Casey, lumapit ka sa akin. Kakapain ko yan. Meaning, kakapain ko what's between your legs. Kakapain ko yan. Pag may nakapa ako dyan, bukas magpantalon ka. Pero pag wala ako nakapa, bukas magpalda ka. So si Casey, hindi pumasok the next day, the next month, and for that whole year. No? So, ito ay nangyari sa isang educational institution. Ay nangyari ito sa isang place of learning, ng ganong uh, discriminatory acts. And I think it's just one of the many stories na hindi na-document kasi either nahihiya o natatakot lumabas. Pero yun nga, to say that we have progressed, um, I think it's quite uh, inaccurate because the biases are still there, yung misogyny, yung homophobia, yung transphobia, nandyan pa rin siya. And it's taking new forms. No? Yung nakakatakot nga na forms ngayon ay parang seemingly akala mo okay na, pero when you least expect it, nandyan siya. Sa trabaho, sa community, even in law enforcement, nakita natin yan yung pandemia. Agree po, kasi it's so easy for some of us to think, especially um, for some portions of the population, na these fights for gender equality is about getting more more and more and more and even more than um what let's say for example some cis people already have and some people feel threatened by it po when literally our cause is already in the name itself equality yun lang naman po yung gusto natin and over the years po as you've shared ang dami na po nating efforts towards gender equality but as you said we still have a very long way to go from here and while people are becoming more aware po of the cause, sometimes, uh, especially in those undocumented stories, as you said, we realize that misogyny and discrimination is still very deeply ingrained in our culture, especially in the Philippines. So um, from your perspective, po, what else can and should we do as Filipino feminists to continue promoting gender equality at home, in social media, um, in academe or the workplace, and in other spaces that we interact with every day? Yes, I... Um, I belong to a socialist feminist party. Yung Akbayan is a socialist feminist party. Very conscious siya sa kanyang uh, socialist feminism. At yung recognition uh, kung paano yung socioeconomic structures mo at yung, yung gender structures as exemplified by the patriarchy. When they intersect and intertwine, meron siyang catastrophic effects doon sa uh, buhay 
ng mga kababaihan at people of Tapor Sojesk. Marami kailangan gawin. Ano? At yung isa sa tingin ko kinakailangan gawin na yung issue ng awareness. As I've said earlier in that conversation with my mother, yun ang sabi niya ganun eh. Had we known more, had we known better, baka would, would have been better parents to you. And my, and my sister also. So it seems like we need to start talking about this issue. We need to discuss this. The same way that for a long time, women are saying that we should discuss women's autonomy, especially autonomy when it comes to the bodies of women. Hindi pinag-uusapan ngayon. Um, kahit na meron ka ng reproductive health law, marami pa rin ang, ang conscientious objector. Marami pa rin ang nagsasabi na hindi lang babae dapat ang nagdedesisyon sa kanyang katawan. Di ba? Uh, dapat kasama yung iba pang uh, tao sa kanyang buhay na kadalasan ay lalaki. No, kailangan pag-usapan to The same way na kailangan pag-usapan ng SOGES, uh, tingin ko kung ma-implement fully ang reproductive health law at masasama talaga sa curriculum yung issues like SOGES, baka we'll have a better generation of parents uh, mga in the next 20 years. Again, a better generation of parents ha? kasi di ba, Ay yung bahay ang unang uh, venue dapat for caring, rearing, and accepting. Na isa yun ay hindi pa rin siya nangyayari. So um, sabi ko ang ganun, we're really way behind when it comes to SOGES and gender education in the Philippines. Na para sa marami, tingin nila, hindi pa rin siya mahalaga. At tingin nila, secondary issue lang siya. Na may mas marami pang mas mahalagang issue than uh, issues surrounding uh, gender and equality. Uh, that's one. So um, consciousness raising is very important. Second, we have to create structures for equality. And when I say structures for equality, this could be legislation, policies, and programs that affirm diversity and inclusivity. Be that maybe in the workplace, in educational institutions, in communities, in political participation, even in healthcare and social services. Because I also work with uh, the HIV AIDS advocacy at isa din sa madalas sa problema na kakaharap natin sa HIV-AIDS advocacy ay yung problema ng discrimination at stigma na, na sadly minsan nangyayari even in, um, even in the provision of services. Uh, so, yun yung pangalawa. Para, uh, we need to establish structures of equality. At yung pangatlo, uh, we have to create an enabling environment not just for people of diverse OGS but for all people. And that enabling environment is an environment wherein we recognize human rights. Yun naman yung fundamental dun eh. Uh, human rights, the recognition that we are all equal, that we all, all have and deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Um, Tingin ko kasi without that enabling environment, it will still be difficult for a lot of young people of diverse OGS to come to terms with their sexuality or gender orientation and gender orientation, to accept themselves and eventually to tell others about it. No? Um, and that enabling environment, dyan pa tayo medyo malayo pa. Uh, we saw how human rights has been demonized in the past six years. And we're now seeing how human rights is still being demonized coming into the 2022 elections. And it's not even a topic of conversation for this particular um, electoral exercise. Kaya nga sabi natin ganun, um, true gender equality can only thrive in a climate of human rights. Without human rights, gender equality will not thrive. Um, so those are the three things that we need to do. And lastly, I think we also need to check on our own individual biases. No? So dulo kasi hindi natin napapansin. Even within the LGBT community, may ganyan, di ba? Uh, yung pag-check na ganito sa ating biases, ating privilege, napakahalaga in order to open our minds and hopefully recognize what 
needs to be done for us to be able to contribute to that vision of equality. At yung sa akin yung pinaka-dulo at pinaka-huli, mahalaga yung solidarity. Uh, this is where, um, again, the lessons from this uh, women's movement from so many years ago come into play. Solidarity delivered the sol solidarity delivered their productive health. Law solidarity now is fueling the struggle for the soji equality bill and solidarity in so many ways, so many ways and forms in history has been instrumental for the success of social movements. So yung ng solidarity and active citizenship napakahalaga. And I'd like to say po na totoo po yan, and feminism fights for equality and solidarity and against this and against discrimination through celebrating all women and the LGBTQ plus community amidst the continuing systemic oppression that has constantly abused us. What we always miss po kasi, um, as, as of my perspective is that anyone can be a feminist regardless of their gender. Because in the end, we've only all been experiencing the same downfalls and losses that misogyny, discrimination, and the patriarchal society has brought upon us. And although it has various schools of thought, feminism in its most fundamental sense is the ideology that upholds gender equality through celebrating all women. I'd like to know po na for you, um, what does it mean being a feminist? A self-respecting gender rights advocate or LGBTQIA advocate should also identify themselves as a feminist because the values of feminism are the same values that our community and our movement upholds, particularly our struggle against inequalities, uh, inequalities brought about by um, the gender structures, the 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 patriarchal uh, biases that the, the society has. So parang looking at it from the perspective of an advocate, it is to recognize that our inequalities, uh, the stigma and discrimination that we are experiencing are all because of the superstructure of gender inequality and patriarchy. Napakalagang tingnan siya sa ganong perspective. Kaya nga tingin ko magkatuwang talaga at magkapatid ng malalim no, very close sisters talaga, ang LGBT movement at ang women's movement because the values that we uphold are common values for diversity, inclusivity, and equality. Tapos pag dinagdag mo pa dyan yung usapin ng bodily autonomy, etc. Tingin ko, um, ito yung, parang sa dulo, panagkwentuhan tayo ng pangarap nating lipunan, more or less pareho yung pangarap nating lipunan. Yung pangarap na lipunan kung saan ginagalang yung ating karapatan, ano o kung sino ka man. And, um, the, the LGBT community is very fortunate that we are learning so much from the women's movement. Kasi marami sa ginagamit natin ngayon na tools for analysis actually nanggaling sa gender discourse. Yung marami sa ginagamit natin na strategies for advocacy nanggaling sa women's uh, um, struggles through the years. And hopefully, uh, later on, our community will also be able to contribute to the... Um, movement for equality sa perspective naman ng mga kababaihan. At tingin ko nangyayari yan. Kaya natutuwa ako na uh, sa buwan na ito, ng buwan ng kababaihan, hindi, ang pinag-uusapan din natin yung usapin ng people of diverse OGS. Kasi sa dulo, magkakaugnay dahil pare-pareho yung problema, yung ugat ng problema na tinutugunan natin. With that po, before we wrap things up today, um, is there any message that you would like to leave with our listeners, especially po to the women and the members of the LGBTQ plus community, as well as to the men who may be tuning into this podcast as well? Ayan. Parang, siguro yung unang mensahe, parang everyone can be a feminist. No? 
anyone can be a feminist, everyone can be a feminist. You don't need to be assigned female at birth. You don't need to identify as a woman to be called a feminist. As long as you uphold, embrace, and pursue our vision of a society where each of us is equal, but definitely not the same, ha? Kasi sa dulo naman, there's equality, there's diversity, and there's inclusivity. Iba-iba talaga tayo. Pero sa dulo, dapat walang etsa pwera, kaya nga inclusivity. At sa dulo, dapat pantay-pantay ang karapatan. Um, siguro, the, the message really is the message of solidarity. Um, in a situation wherein we are experiencing stigma and discrimination, we're experiencing the negative effects of the patriarchy when we are experiencing how patriarchy has put us in small boxes and limited us into those small boxes, solidarity is very important in breaking down the walls of these boxes. Um, imagine breaking the walls of patriarchy of the small boxes from inside and outside the system. So it's very important that we see ourselves as all feminists because we all value inclusivity, diversity, and equality. Um, it was a very meaningful and empowering discussion with you, po, especially as a woman and as a member of the community. Um, I learned a lot, po, especially with the steps that we already took um, towards uh, feminism and gender equality and how we still have so, so much to do and so much and mm. how there's so much work to be done po in that aspect as well. And ayun po, um, I would like to express my gratitude on behalf of ALAB um, to our guest, Sir Percy Sadanya, for taking the time to be here. Thank you so Mother much Percy po. Mother Percy na lang. Yun ang tawag nila sa akin, Mother Percy. Hi! <laughs> Thank you so much po, Mother Percy. Um, we are looking forward po for uh, more opportunities to talk with you in our next events. Ayun po. Looking forward so, to that. Um, with, that with that, we would like to thank all our listeners. Thank you for supporting us and for celebrating Women's Month with us. Be sure to tune in next week as we conclude the Femunity series. To wrap things up once again, I would like to leave a message to our guests and listeners today. To quote Maya Angelou, each time a woman stands up for herself without knowing it possibly and even without claiming it, she stands up for all women. So happy Women's Month, everybody. The Phoenix rests for now and shall burn brighter tomorrow. This has been Alab Radio, where we stoke our fires for health, smother the flames of misinformation, and kindle our passion for service.